What's up, everybody? Something's Odd Podcast, episode 60. We made it to 6-0. I am your host, Alex DeWitt. And I'm going to say right off the jump, everybody, I am terrified. Uh, I said episode 60, this may be the last one. I am in an unknown location. I was minding my business today. I was just walking along the street doing errands when at an intersection, I was accosted by two grown men, couldn't get a look at their face because they proceeded to instantly throw a bag over my head and toss me into a windowless van. Uh, I just assume it was windowless. Uh, Obviously, I couldn't see because, I I mean, if you're a pro kidnapper, you got a windowless van. Like, what are you, a bunch of amateurs riding around in a Kia? I mean, let's go. So anyways, we drove to this place and uh, I don't know where it is. Uh, Again, there's no windows in here. And uh, I'm just, uh, they took the bag off my head and boom, I am in this fortress I mean, if these guys ever gave up the the kidnapping racket, they can make a clean buck uh, going on the road, stuffing all this shit into the windowless van and just doing a mini Comic-Con. But again, we'll talk about that later. I've uh, they, they of course, told me they'd let me go if we did an impromptu podcast. Uh, But frankly, I don't know how it's going to work out. I really don't. Uh, Obviously, I'm kidding. I don't know where I'm going with this bit. So we'll end it right there. I got my good friend, Brett Young who is here with me, one of my oldest friends in comedy. I've known him for probably a decade. Uh, and I just, yeah, Brett Young, everybody. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. Something's off about this podcast. But uh, I just want to say, if we don't get 100,000 listeners, I am chopping off Alex's toes. Like, uh, that's on you guys. That's not on me. That's what it is. See? I mean... Uh, okay. These guys are busy. They do mean that they're not all talk, everybody. Get in the fucking van. Uh, no, it's good to see you. Fire out your socials really quickly before we... All uh, right. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, brett.had.had.86 on uh, most social medias, uh, the Instagrams and the Facebookeries. Uh, my YouTube channel is so goddamn old. I don't even remember it. I think there's a picture of a dog pooping on it and that's the only thing I've ever uploaded, but, uh, sorry, I I'm just lost there. I mean, what, what do you want to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least you have a channel. You can always just, you, you can reboot it or not yeah. reboot it. You can just kind of like refresh it with yeah, new I shit. Buy for like some ad space or something. Yeah, I mean, I have a YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels, and one of them I barely use anymore. But, like, one of it, it, it freaks me the fuck out because I just have these old videos of me doing impressions, and that's it. That's it from five years ago. And I'm afraid to look my name up because it's just going to come up, and it's I I, like I'm afraid know, to see the- Were you doing Jordan Peterson five years ago? No, I was kind of, I was oh. fucking around with it. Like, I would do the Snapchat, put his face on my face. Yeah. But then I started, I would do it with multiple celebrities. I would do it with DiCaprio, Jordan Peterson, Johnny Depp, Eminem. Those were like my main four. And I started realizing while I was having fun, I, again, it's about optics, right? It's about how the people view you. And I started realizing after a while that I just came off psychotic. And I, uh, I had to stop. <laughs> I stopped doing it. So I didn't see it as psychotic. I saw it as like sexist and racist. Like, why didn't you have any black guys or like you're very uh, or you, any women? I mean, I, I think we've we're two minutes into this and you've already <laughs> we, we've already hit a breakthrough. But that's just me. Like, 
but like I'm I'm an equal kind of guy. Yeah, Brett, Brett's exposing me on my own podcast, <laughs> and I don't like it. I think we're gonna end it off here. Uh, by the way, before we go any further, we got uh, Adam J. Marion, uh, Brett's uh, suspected life partner, good friends. But I'm a little questionable. Not that there's anything wrong with that. See again, sexist, racist, maybe. But again. I'm I'm for marriage equality, and I, I really would I like to see you guys. I have lived with a man for 14 years, the same man, and uh, every Christmas, our parents are like, "Are you guys gay yet?" Yeah. Well, why not? You know what? Why I I think it would be hilarious if you guys one Thanksgiving just said sure, <laughs> and you came over to somebody's parents' place together, holding hands. Uh, we tried to adopt a kid. This is a true story. Really, R- really. Yeah, Adam and I, we've lived together for 18 years. I've known him for 30 years, uh, 14 years. I've known him for 30 years. I was like, yeah, let's adopt a kid. Let's, let's, let's help a kid out. And, uh, yeah, the adoption agency was super into it. Yeah. I mean, did they come in and look at all the toys? Oh, well, no, it was, it was just us in the interview room and like the credentials. They were like, wow, you guys have been a couple for 14 years. I'm like, yeah, we, li- we lived together for 14 years. Right. And uh, they found out we weren't gay in the interview process. Right. I mean, so hang on. Do you have to be married? You can't just no, be no, like two no, guys living together? To be, no, no. Come up a little further to the mic. Here, here's the thing. Right. Though. Okay, cool. Like. They were so upset once we weren't gay. Right. Yeah. They were like, whoa, two straight guys? Yeah. Want to raise a kid? Yeah. I'm like, well, what are the odds of him getting molested then? Like, I don't know. I don't know where. <laughs> I'm sweating talking about this right now. I don't even know where to begin. But, but anyways, I, they told us to get out. And I think we're on a list now. Which kind of list? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a list. Like, both aren't allowed around kids but it's the good list for not allowed around kids okay you mean not allowed it around kids at an adoption agency yeah yeah yeah, oh okay uh, because if they just gave you like across the board you can't go near chuck e cheese no fucking school zones no you can't even go near a soccer field they got cheap beers tuesday night at chuck e cheese what the fuck am i gonna do if i can't go to chuck e cheese i heard a great comic who said something like chuck e cheese is a casino for children it was like i'm not doing it justice but it is and you know that joke that you hear where you're instantly jealous of like fuck why did i not think of that that was one of the examples of where i'm like that's a crisp line but um i'm so uh i'm thrilled to be here all right with uh i mean I, the first time I laid eyes on this room, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is just like, this is my dream. All of this shit. You have uh, to just to describe it to everybody. We got Brett has a stack uh, that's about 10 feet, 10, whatever, 11 feet, 12 feet. I don't know. I failed math three years in a row. It's but 11 of, of VHS tapes. Is it 11 feet. Yeah, it's all VHS. It's all all this shit. Um, screw yeah, you got everything, man. Like every time I take a, I, I take a new look at this, and I just see something new. I see like pushing tin, I which I never saw before. Traffic on VHS, which is another like it's one of my probably fifty favorite movies and all shit. Great movie. 
Ah, uh, great movie. How, uh, how long were you collecting? The way it switches from orange when oh, you're yeah. in Mexico to blue when you're in America. I think it got best cinematography because of that. The yeah, cinematographer. He invented that, I think. The whole blue orange scene. Right. It like, changes perspective. Yeah. 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 yeah it's the, t- the tint changes for sure. With um, one of the best scenes in that movie is the scene where Benicio del Toro, it's the scene in Mexico where he's standing there with those two American tourists who just had their car stolen. And again, he is the seasoned cop. Again, he's a good guy, but he's in this sea of corruption, right? And he's just this guy who's just, he's in tune with everything. And these two guys, these two, uh, cut this couple goes up to them. So like, are you going to help us find our car? And he just writes down a number and he says, here, call this number. Uh, the police have your car. And he's like, what? But hang on, you are the police. Like, what do you do? And he just starts laughing at them because he's just like, this is the game. <laughs> You're in Tijuana. We don't give a fuck. I like it when Eric Foreman takes uh, uh, Michael Douglas to the crack house. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah. I'm just like Eric. And he's this woke fucking <laughs> private school ritzy fuck. <laughs> And the best scene is in the car before they get out where he's like, you know what, you know, you know, how would you feel if they came to our neighborhood and everybody's looking at them, right? Like just, he's trying to like school him and he's like, well, 85% of the drug trade is like the prison industrial complex. He just goes in this whole thing. I'm like, oh yeah, you are getting into fucking Eric Foreman territory. Yeah. I heard he wasn't even acting on set. Like they they just, no. Go for it, Topher. Go. No, he went to a real woke private school to get into character. And he uh, he never really got out of it. Uh, doesn't um, uh, Michael Douglas's wife, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, doesn't she pull a fucking gun in that movie? She doesn't pull a gun, no, but she has a teddy bear filled with cocaine that she oh, smuggles over okay, the board, yeah, if I remember it. correctly. Yeah. She's like the one... And she gives the FBI agents lemonade. She gives those guys lemonade and then yeah. they toss it out because they think it's poison. Yeah. yeah Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, dude, like I'm I'm fucking Rain Man with this shit. I got a VHS copy of the director's cut in that in the, in that tower. Like, <laughs> right. Is that is that the director's cut, though? I believe so. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, you ever seen JFK, the director? Of course cut? I do. I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. It's just like 40 more minutes of JFK getting shot in the head. For sure. <laughs> you know what? As inaccurate as that movie is, and I don't know what his writing process, Oliver Stone and all those get like the producers of the film, how much research they did, who they talked to, but it really is one of those. Brett, Brett just uh, sniffed some cocaine off of his fucking the back of his hand. He had a rough Friday. That's how they wrote it. I didn't. I didn't mean to bait you out, sir. <laughs> They're like, oh, but there's Oliver, more evidence that it was probably the M16 in the back that the sure. service guy hit. But that whole ending, that whole sequence was just like a half hour long at the end when he's finally test. Like Kevin Costner is in front of the court, the Supreme or whatever it is, the Louisiana court, and that's a creepy fucking scene. Like it, when he goes, he does that deep dive into and they show like uh, the coroner and all those people who are like examining his body. And it's like half of JFK's head's missing and they show the whole fucking thing. And I thought that was fat. Like, that's great filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the real dude that uh, Kevin Costner is playing? No, he died, though. Yeah. He was, all of those guys are gone now. Yeah, He was fat as fuck. 
Was he actually? Yeah, he, yeah. he was a very he was a very fat short man. Like it's kind of like what he did with Untouchables. Yeah, where he took a goblin and made he was like Kevin Costner. Elliot Ness. Yeah, yeah, Elliot Ness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All five foot two, uh, Elliot Ness. Like, <laughs> what's your take on the Untouchables? Do you like the Untouchables? Oh, uh, I enjoy it. It's like, fun. Yeah, like uh, I had history teacher put it on, like uh, uh, in high school, like that. So did I. Yeah, yeah, that was a day off school. That was fun. I think it's fun. I don't think it's particularly it's it's so inaccurate. Like he did not fucking throw Frank Needy off of a roof. Frank Needy died. He didn't even die in Chicago. He did, you know, all those things. But it, it is the fun. Canadians were not dressed like that. No, I don't think they were. No, and they no, probably no, didn't no, talk like not. that either. But that's the reason why my history teacher was like, I'm putting on this movie because there's Canadians in it. I was like for five seconds. Yeah. In the, like the shootout. Uh. <laughs> You got to love that good old Canadian inferiority complex. Even when the Canadians are fucking cartoon stereotypes, they're like, no, we got to show them that, you know, we can be in Hollywood movies too, right? (laughs) Oh, hello there. Okay, we're going to go catch the bad guys today. If right, they leave we'll... across those pine trees, they're yeah. out of Canada. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's drinking a Molson Canadian yeah. out of the bottle, and it's the you fucking nineteen twenties for the village. <laughs> he's smoking weed out of a glass bong. It's like <laughs> it's nineteen twenty-seven. Hey, it was Canada. We were awesome. We were oh yeah, sure. we're gonna go to the <laughs> Petro. We're gonna go to the Timmy's today. We're gonna have a. Hey, uh, Elliot Ness, you want to go to the drive-through? We'll just pick you up a double double there. I'm sorry to do product placement, but speaking of Tim Hortons, have you sucked on Justin's balls yet? I haven't, and I will avoid it as long as I possibly can. Really? Yeah. Adam brought some back the other night. Apparently, they're decent. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah, they were bad. Uh, what? So hang on, are they there forever or is it like a limited time? I think it's a limited Justin Balls like event. Yeah, I mean, I got to think as to whether or not I would. Apparently he has a huge cock. Really? Yeah, no. So I know he has delicious balls if the uh, donuts are true. I mean, if I I will say if Tim Hortons ever comes out with a phallic shaped fritter. We know what it's based on. <laughs> we know where it's coming from. You'd be so stoked if they asked you. They'd be like, can we have Alex DeWitt Boston cream cock? I got a nice one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's and, not and terrific. Like you do the Boston accent Yeah, when they're doing the commercial. Yeah. One guy's like, I've had these before. It's always good. Yo, yeah. yo. <laughs> Yo, Joe Donnelly here. Yeah, pull up to your nearest Timmy's in fucking Moncton, New Brunswick. Yeah. Get your Alex DeWitt boost and cream. On sale for a limited time in Windsor, Ontario. <laughs> Have you been to Medicine Hat? Well, I, yeah, I, I bet you Medicine Hattians, whatever you're called. I bet you can't wait to fucking suck out this cream. Suck out this cream out of my phallic-shaped fucking Boston cream. Whatever, I just want to bring on. it up that Coke Zero is not being drank. Uh, like it, it's not the drink of uh, the podcast tonight. No, it's not. I have a. Yeah. Uh, I have some good old Crack Canoe low-calorie beer. Uh, That's what my dad drinks. So I took after him. 
It doesn't matter. You can't run away from family. You eventually just mold in. It's like the Godfather. Michael just could not get away from it. That's the, that's the whole fucking movie. It's just Michael tries to be different, goes to war, tries to kind of stray away from the family business, and he gets fucking pulled in. And that's what it is. That's with me. I am I am now a part of my father's crime syndicate. He is in construction, so you never know. One day I'm going to have to have the conversation. It's just known as the business. It is. That's that's what he refers to it yeah. as. And I worked with him for like two and a half years in the warehouse. I was thrown into the lion's den, man. It was brutal. I'm still in the warehouse. <laughs> no, but for me, like, what what do you do? Uh, day job warehouse crap. Like, just unloading trailers. Okay. Yeah. Are you dyslexic? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. What did that, so when did that, when were you diagnosed? Oh, they really didn't figure it out until I was about grade five. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just memorizing everything beforehand. And uh, they also thought I had an attitude problem. They're like, oh, he's a prick. And then, yeah, I got tested and stuff. And they're like, oh, shit. I don't think this guy can read. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, we worked from there. It was. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing, man. That's always fucking crazy. I mean, I would have somebody come in in grade school who because I used to be able to color with both hands like perfectly. And I had a woman who would sit with me for like an entire week and examine me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, can, can somebody like buy me lunch today? Because I feel special. That's how crazy it was. Yeah, oh, it wasn't my crazy. mom I don't know used why to take me to a few of those IQ. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My mom used to take me to a few of those IQ tests and stuff like that when I was younger. He used to, I remember the paper. Oh, yeah. Boomer's scoring off the charts. And but, it was like, yeah, Boomer can't even read the fucking chart. No, no, for sure. So hang on. Would people give you shit for this? Would other kids tease you? Because if a kid can't, if kids learn that another kid can't read, that's like a death sentence in school. I was always the bully. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so hang on. Uh, what kind of bully? Like name calling? Would you fucking run up on kids and, and hit them? Like, what would you do? I was, I was uh, suspended 42 times before I had to leave the school at grade five. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I, I kind of did it all, but like I was kind of a bully against the man, too. Yeah. Like. Okay. Uh, at a, so you were a freedom fighter. Yeah. 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 Well, like uh, we had a school assembly about how we weren't allowed to play wall ball. Right. Next to the staff dining room because one of the balls might break. The window <laughs> of the staff dining room. Yeah. So I stepped up. I stepped up like a fucking Superman. Right. And uh, I kicked in all the windows of the staff dining room. Right. Yeah, they were all gone. So okay. with no windows in the staff dining room anymore, we could play wall ball again. Right. And they didn't have to worry about the windows. Right. Okay. Well, okay. I'm I'm starting to think that you were less of a freedom fighter and just more of a liability. Like you probably should have been thrown out of that school. 
What? Really? I love how we always lift people up like, oh, man, they're smashing windows. That must mean that they're against the man when in reality they're just, I mean, future fucking terrorists. Mr. Thompson was so blown away that in grade four, I knew to wrap a T-shirt around my elbow before smashing the fucker. Right. He, he was like, wow, that guy, if he doesn't have a future, he's going to be able to take it. So hang on. Hang on. Did you smash? You, you're talking about smashing the window, not smashing oh. the principal. Uh, no, no, no. Mr. Thompson, he was huge. No, no, no. no sorry. I meant the window. I mean, yeah. if uh, you were really all about liberty, <laughs> you, you would have taken a crack at him. I wasn't saying. I mean, I mean, you know what it is. Well, you know well, what they I say. I had a crazy guy in my public school that was allergic to red dye. Right. So if he ate a slice of pizza, he'd like bite the principal in the yeah. face. Yeah. It, it was crazy. So you you were a public school guy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was a Catholic school kid. People don't realize it because I think there's a misconception in Ontario that Catholic school kids are like these ritzy fucking straight edge kids that all come from rich families in reality in Ontario. And I don't know if the rest of Canada is like this, but Ontario Catholic schools are just Catholic public schools. I mean, there's pork. You got to pay for the uniform. You might have to pay for a couple other things, but generally it's like a public school like anybody can go to. So it's, it's, it's always, so we had our fair share of kids who would like, you know, shake shit up too. Did you have poor Catholic kids that only had one uniform? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because those uniforms, I mean, if you were getting, because we, did, we didn't have like the skirts and kilts. That was all out. Like eventually uh, they went, oh, no, we're going. People think that the woke stuff started in the 2010s. It started around 2005 when they made, we all had one uniform. So in reality, we, we did kind of go to a fascist school where everybody was just one. Did you one. guys blink in unison? I mean, we could. We all went to church, so I mean, it's pretty much the same I love thing. That sound. We didn't need to blink in unison, <laughs> but um, no. I mean, if you were getting because we had pants, we had a sweatshirt, like a sweater, not like a hoodie, but like a sweater that we would have. So if you were getting two pairs of pants, two sweaters, and then two t-shirts, that was five hundred bucks. So you had kids that would just do the one set of everything, and just praying for that civvy's day when they could wear a fucking Paramore t-shirt or some shit. Paramore t-shirt and jorts. <laughs> they just have a purple streak through their hair. Those were the days. Uh, my studded jacket had to be uh, rounded off in public school. Yeah. It was too violent. They're like, right. you can stab people with those studs. Oh, yeah. So I had to round it off. And then I was allowed to wear it to we, the high school. We had the same thing. Like, they wouldn't allow chain wallets. Because, I, again, like these people were these are fucking boomers from the 60s. Their association, it's always like they, they always thought you were associated with gangs. If you were, had a chain, like what, what is this? The fucking outsiders? Are we in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1945? Ain't nobody calling the fuzz in this neighborhood. Ain't nobody calling the. Yeah. Tom Cruise with his yeah, fucking. Before he, he, he has, his teeth. He had seven teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! If you take when a look at the takes the bite out of the chocolate cake, I'm like, oh no! <laughs> People don't realize that that's real. Th those are real teeth that he had. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was uh, God. It was Godfather that was like, hey, you might want to fix your fucking teeth. Yeah. Like he talks about it in the commentary. He was like, seriously, dude, you might want to fix your teeth. 
I, I, w- I think it would be really funny if Tom Cruise did a commercial where he's like, I used to have bad teeth until I found Scientology. It was roughly around the same time. Until I discovered <laughs> Xenu. I renewed my faith in Xenu. Have you ever seen the director's cut to The Outsiders? No, no. I was never a big fan of that. That's Coppola, uh, okay, right? Okay, so it's way more like instrumental like godfather music and the fight scene goes on for like another 20 minutes of just kids kicking the shit out of each other just to cut you off another movie i watched in high school yeah the teacher was like oh there's a canadian in here he's like oh yeah no one's calling the 911 today on us yo hey hey there pony boy soda pop he's a real original guy Uh, no we call it we just call it pop What is this magical soda you speak of? Um, but the public school kids, I'm because I remember I was at a Catholic school. I was at Loyola in Mississauga. And then what was the it was Arendale, which is a famous public school in Mississauga, like Nev Campbell from Scream. Her dad taught at uh, fucking Arendale. So that's what. Yeah. And Casey Sezikis, who like played for the New York Islanders and a bunch of other hockey players, guys, they all went there. But they were fucking crazy. Like those public school kids, as crazy as the Catholic school kids were, the public school kids always had that edge to them. And I think it has to do with no fucking church and no uniform and shit like that. But like I remember and I <laughs> going meeting public school kids for the first time when you're a kid is like the Lion King when they first see the hyenas. They just come crawling out of the carcass of some dead crackhead <laughs> in the fucking parking lot of a giant tiger. Like, hey, man, you want a Paul Mall? Sounds like Wolfie Goldberg for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah, one of them sounded like one of them sounded like Cheech Marin. Yeah, <laughs> and the other ones, the uh, cartoon voices of every cartoon you ever loved. Yeah, Ed from Lion King. He's all the voices, everything. Is that who he is? Uh, yeah, yeah. They got like a real cartoon actor for like voiceover guy for uh, Ed. Really? Yeah, because he goes, ha, 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 ha. You know what? I've never looked, because that's one of, that's my favorite animated movie of all time. I've never looked that deep into, like, the research of who they got for the voice. I know, like, the actors they got, but none of that deep cut stuff of, oh, yeah, this guy was also on Rugrats. This guy was, like, none of that stuff. That was the first movie, fun fact, that I ever saw in theaters. Lion King. Lion I was three years King. old. Yeah. Yeah. Saw it, like, four times. Hmm. What was the first one you ever saw in theaters? Oh, see, that's kind of hard because my mom used to drop me off at the movie theater. Yeah. But like when she went to work, I might have been two or three and just not known, like just left in the movie theater alone. Uh, okay. I mean, but I'm, the I'm... first thing I really remember yeah. seeing in theaters was Ninja Turtles. So that's which, like which one? The first one. What year? That'd be like 1990. Okay, and, but it ran for like nine months in theaters, so I'd say it went to like ninety one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. When when was the first time that you remember? Because I don't know. You're talking about maybe I was left at the theater alone as a toddler. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, I'm discovering more about what created this. <laughs> what led to this? Like, I'm really. This is insightful. This is both entertaining and educational. My babysitter was always movies. This is what we provide here at Something's <laughs> Off. Yes, a. Uh, uh, no, I'd say it was. Uh, yeah, probably Ninja Turtles or uh, 
Oh, what's something that like I I totally remember Jurassic Park, but right? Like the first movie. Oh yeah. What year are you? Eighty six. Eighty six. So I'm yeah, ninety one. You're yeah. five five years older than me. Yeah. I'm like dyslexic with numbers, man. Like I can't like my worst fear is a fucking math equation that like, hey, solve this and we'll set your family free. Yeah. Okay. I, mom, I can remember mom, you're gone. I'm getting sorry. Getting in a fight with a kid at Jurassic Park. Okay. Yeah, he had like his raptor in front of the screen and I fucking <laughs> threw it. And, and I was like, no, 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 no. We're we're watching the movie. Yeah. And of course, Jeff Goldblum's on screen like, uh, chaos. Yeah, yeah. Chaos, right? <laughs> ah, ah. I think the gatekeeper was still there. Like I wasn't like I wasn't taking any shit. No. No, oh, of I was not. thinking about this with you. Can you imagine if you could control time and space? Would you make Quinn? From Jaws. Quint. Quint. Sorry. Uh, Would you make Quint from Jaws the uh, zookeeper dude from Jurassic Park? No, because I think Bob Peck, the guy who played the zookeeper, or the the actual raptor guy, the the game hunter, was best. Um, No, because I think he was perfect in that, even though there's not a ton to his character. Jurassic Park is fabulous, but it's not... It's not... It's... Jurassic Park is fabulous, but there's flaws to the script. It's not a flawless film. It's yeah. it's terrific. There's it's a very good script. A lot of people shit on it, like ah, it's, there's no character development with uh, with Sam Neill or any of that shit. But it, there really kind of is. There is sort of a story, but it's he hates kids. He by hates the kids. End by of the, the end, movie, he loves he loves kids. That, yeah, that's not a very in depth story. It works for the kind of movie that it is. But the the outer sort of supporting characters outside of like the main four. There's not a ton to them. Like even I feel, and you may disagree, Wayne Knight's character, the the Dennis guy, I don't give a fuck, really. Like I don't really care. It's not the most sympathetic character. It's not the most complex. And I think that also goes into a lot of the shit like from a broader sense. Spielberg is criticized for that in a lot of movies. Are you trying to say that uh, nobody cares? Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no, but to answer your question with the Robert Shaw as uh, what's the guy's name? What's the what's the hunter's name in Jurassic Park? Yeah, Muldoon. Muldoon Robert. Yeah. My name is Robert Muldoon. Yeah, yeah. I G V. I G V. You ever looked into the eyes of a velociraptor? It's like yeah. a doll's eyes. It's oh like a doll's. When a velociraptor yeah. eats you. You ever, you ever hear the sound of that claw tapping against the floor, like tap, 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 and you're just sitting there waiting for your turn? We had just delivered the uh, DNA. We had just delivered the DNA. It was a bomb. It was a... The it was the Hiroshima DNA. DNA. It was the Hiroshima. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeff Goldblum's like, ah, yeah, Robert Shaw. <laughs> ah, Captain. Hey, I- Jeff, we need a little more energy from you out of this scene. Give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture because Robert Shaw was so hard on Richard Dreyfus on the set of Jaws because yeah. he was this young actor who was like on his way up and he was just so cruel to him. I can only imagine what he would have been like with Laura Dern. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. All right, Ellie, hurry, hurry up. Hurry up now. Hurry it up now. Tie it on. Hurry it up. Ellie, there's no locks. No, we're being hunted. It's all your fault. It's all the woman's fault. <laughs> This is why we should never bring women to sea. 
<laughs> Wait, that's another movie. <laughs> Didn't he fight James Bond on a train? Yeah, he did. Russia yeah, from Russia yeah, with love. Yeah, yeah. He fought James Bond. That was pre Jaws. That was nineteen sixty. That might have been fifteen years. You ever fought a James Bond? When a James Bond fights you, his eyes roll back like daylight. When a J- when Sean Connery hits you, it's uh, his when... hairpiece rolls up like daylight. Have you ever looked into Sean Connery's eyes? It's like a doll. It's like a shark's eyes. And and I'm going to have another drink after this. By the way, I have taken an allergy relief before I started this to get because Brett has his dogs in this room. Any longtime listeners? uh, He talked about a friend of his with uh, the dog had giant testicles. Yeah, I said the dog's so old, nothing can be done about the testicles. I just got to deal with these. So every every night, if he lets the dogs out while he's sleeping and he just hears a thump going against the floor, he thinks that someone's broken in. He comes in carrying, he comes down carrying a lightsaber. Sometimes they bang together and I swear to God, I hear warriors come out and play. But uh, no, what I said on the podcast was your dog's balls are so big that it reminds me of the flail the guy has in Braveheart. That's what it reminds me of. That's what I was trying to say. And I, I meant it with love. No, not, no, I totally to... got it. I like I was like, uh, I got to sound cap that because. Uh, yeah, it's the perfect, perfect description of my dog's disgusting testicles. It is great. I mean, I will take credit for my wonderful line. Now, to be clear, though, when I was giving him, they were like, oh, he'll be dead in nine months. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My older brother was like, I'm just going to shoot him in the back of the head. His Hang on a second. Are- Adam, dim the lights. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to shoot him in the back of the head. His... uh. His balls are too big. And I was like, I'll deal with the balls. Don't shoot him. <laughs> so uh, I am actually a saint is what I'm trying to say. I am like the Schindler's list of saving dogs with disgusting balls. As long as you live in my house, uh, you're, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. I mean... <laughs> You're at the end fine. of the movie, Brett, Brett just takes a look at just all his collector's items and goes, that Rocky poster, three more Cocker Spaniels. <laughs> that Star Trek poster. I mean, we could have gotten a bulldog. You wanted to ask me about some of my favorite films. Well, hang on. I think that's something you should do soon. I, we will. We will. Okay. We're 40 minutes in or so. Okay. We're, okay so, what, but I want to ask you one thing about... Because I, I don't want to just get into our favorite films. I want if we're gonna talk movies, I want to talk like move like get in depth into movies. Because there's movies we can talk about that might not necessarily be. Just to give people some insight, I asked Brett what his top ten movies were, or to like get a list together or something. I don't usually do a format thing, but I he's so into movies as much as I am. I wanted to fucking ask him, but just to before that, I want to get into because we were talking about theater movies. What is the if you can think about it? Right. What is the best experience at the movies in a movie theater that you've ever had? And I'm talking I'm not talking about 
so and so like there was a fight people were fighting with fucking toy lights oh, I thought like, you the were best say movie alien versus predator where i the girl blew me in the theater that could have been something the movie was so fucking bad and i and i was like could you blow me and she's like can i please blow you this movie is terrible she's keeping up with the predator this doesn't make any sense i just love because alien and Pre- <laughs> alien versus predator is so bad i'm just happy i'm just i'm laughing that the at the fact that brett is such a nerd he gave the movie a chance <laughs> before the blowjob came in <laughs> No, oh man, I was about at the time when the strong female warrior got the face hugger, and I was like, no, nah, I think I, I, I just love that. Brett was like, oh, look at this strong princess on this film. See, this is this is female representation. See, this is equality. By the way, honey, would you mind giving me a blowjob? <laughs> would you? Uh, her brother was like two chairs over. Right. Yeah. Was made he, it even better. Was he conscious? <laughs> yeah, was he, he was there with Because the movie is boring. He could have fallen asleep. There was popcorn and a jacket between us. I'm pretty sure he knew what was going on. I mean, that was 2004. <laughs> I mean, if I knew that my sister was going to the same movie as me with her boyfriend, I would have been like, okay, I would have turned to my girl and been like, okay, let's do, let's do fucking Scooby-Doo 2. Or something. <laughs> let's do 13 going on 30, 50 first dates, something. Can we just, I, I'd like to see a, you know. Oh a, man, 13 Ghosts is still playing. Let's see that one. 13, no, 13 Ghosts was 2000. I'm going to, I'm going to oh, movie explain. Okay. Oh shit. Thirteen Ghosts was two thousand one. October okay, Thursday. I'm in grade yeah, nine. it was a post nine eleven film. Yeah, October two thousand one. Hence the building being able to break up at the end. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Because movies could not break for about six years after nine eleven. No, the 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 <laughs> Spider Man movie was the yeah. best example because they had the twin towers and they had in a the scene. Trailer. I still have that trailer yeah. on a VHS tape. They have the scene where he catches the helicopter in between yeah, the two towers, the and they cut that out because it wasn't even a year after nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's a bank robbery. Yeah, yeah it, it, the original. Yeah, the original trailer to Spider-Man, it starts with this elaborate, like, uh, right. big bank robbery, like, uh, Dark Knight style. And yeah. then they, they make it to the roof on the helicopter and they take off and then, bam, they get stuck in a yeah. big spider web. And they cut that shit out. Oh, so good. No. Yeah. So good. He had to land on the... Uh, uh, he ended up landing on the building that... In the cartoon, right. Kingpin used as his lair. Really? Yeah, yeah and see, in the movie, I was like, really? You're on top of Kingpin's lair? That's like Marvel. That's DC Marvel. You no, it's Marvel. You cartoons in the 90s. Remember I did. the building that kind opened of. up and the, the hovercrafts would come out of? I'm pretty Not really. sure he lands, lands on... Uh, like a blimp hit that yeah. building in the 30s. We were talking before the podcast. No, my my... My cartoon, my 90s cartoon knowledge is superficial. Wow. Like, it's minimal. Yeah, you would know way more than I would about shit like that. But hang on, I wanted to get back to, because I, I did want to ask you, like, the best movie that you ever saw in theaters, never mind the, the blowjobs and the shit, like, the best movie that you saw, where the- you, you left excited, like, my fucking life has changed. Being born in 86. Right. 
I completely didn't get to see original Star Wars. Okay. But what what's the best? Hold on. Okay. This is going to be heavy. Adam, really dim the lights. <laughs> All right, well. They we'll turn on yeah, some Ray they Charles. did the re-release in 95 of the movies and they had the George Lucas Tauntaun oh, okay. cuts and people were stoked in that. But unfortunately, the okay. greatest movie memory I have on I got to be honest. Okay, so my older brother and his girlfriend, his wife now, they have like five fucking kids, four women. Sorry, Ryan. That's for you. You're listening. But uh, he takes me to 1999. It's a big ass deal. We go and see Phantom Menace. Okay. Star Wars, Phantom Menace. There's about 30 people in Jedi robes waiting to go into the movie. What theater was it? Was it in Oshawa? There's lightsabers everywhere. Okay, you guys. Belleville. Did you guys grow up in Oshawa? Oh, okay. right. But no, this time it was Belleville. It, it was Belleville Theater. And uh, everyone watches the movie and they're listening to like trade finances and whatnot. And they're like the ventilation shaft. And Misa, not a black stereotype. And like, uh, we finished the movie. Everybody, no matter what people say now, the movie ends and we're so caught up with the fact that we finally got to see a Star Wars movie in theaters that we're all standing up, we're cheering, people are fucking lightsaber battling. You got that fat Darth Maul there and he's just giving it. Right. That was so much fun. That that was a lot of fun, and I can remember people walking out being like, oh, "Can't wait to see it again." And I was like, right. "Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm totally seeing it again. Right? Yeah, yeah." So, unfortunately, my greatest time at a movie, and no blowjob in that one. No, no blowjob. Just straight up people reacting and clapping and whatnot, and that, and the right. time I watched Terminator with Michael Bean at a, like a fan expo event. Right. He was like, what did you guys think? And like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's hot, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I like that. I mean, I could go on like my shit about the prequels. I could go on forever about, uh, I'm I mean, not saying it was good. I'm just saying it was probably the best. I will, before I get into my favorite, I will, I will say given what we got with the sequel trilogy, I do look at the prequels in a different light now. As flawed as they are, at least it's a fucking linear storyline. At least they knew where they wanted to take it from the beginning to the end, right? There's at least some sort of arc. As shitty as it is, as shitty as the dialogue is, at least there's some kind of arc compared to this this fucking Disney mess, this Disney Kathleen Kennedy, George Lucas, not George Lucas, J.J. Abrams, fucking uh, craziness. So I will say, to get back, I'm thinking for my all-time 
best movie experience. I'm 11 years old. I, I have three, okay? I, I would say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Great movie experience where that the ending of that movie made Did me... clap? People were... Out of their fucking minds, yeah, but no, no, it was it was it was different among everybody because there were people in the crowd. Because it's while it may be Tarantino's most violent scene ever in a movie. Yeah, I mean, like other movies have like a, a greater abundance of violence, like shootings and blood and all kinds of shit, people being choked. That movie was just an attack. Like that ending was an attack on the senses when that fucking dog bites onto that guy's balls just jumps and you're like fuck man as soon as i saw the pitbull at the beginning of the movie i'm like oh this is not i know where this is going right i That's know where this is going my only complaint with the movie i wanted about 3 hours of hippies dying no but th- th- that's just it at the end <laughs> yeah it it all culminates in that fucking he just he veers he takes this fucking left turn and he just veers into uh you, you know would revisionist love to live shit. in that universe right where not really sure. Sharon Tate didn't die. Sure. And the hippies were all killed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, the Manson guys. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, what, but again, like I hold no personal nostalgia to that time. My mom does. My, my parents saw it twice in theaters and they never see a movie twice in theaters. What? Never. No. And then my mom, when it came out, she saw it on an airplane. She saw it like she, she's in love with that movie. It's one of her favorites, but it's, it's one of those things where, I don't know. There was something with that ending. I'm a lifelong Tarantino fan. And with that ending, the in the entire movie, there's little snippets of violence like here and there. He punches a guy. There's a kung fu fight. There's all that shit. But just how it all builds up into that one giant fucking ass kicking at the end. And it's bloody and there's screams and there's dogs and there's flamethrowers and there's all kinds of shit. It just, it the, something erupted in me. And it was not orgasm. It wasn't orgasmic. It was just, it was something in me. I was just like, this is amazing. I was so excited. I saw it five more times after that. I remember you messaging me yeah. right after you saw it. Yeah. You're like, how many times have you seen it? I'm like, well, only twice now. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm up to like four. Yeah. No, I went alone to see it twice. Yeah. yeah. And then every time other than outside of that, the other four times was a different person. But so that's one of them. I didn't mean to go into like a whole no, thing with no, that. No, no, I understand. But Superbad Super yeah. was another one. Saw it three times in theaters that summer. It was just, it captured a moment because I was in high school when that came out. That's one of the few movies, my favorite movies, most of them I can't relate to. And that's one of them that I can relate to. Yeah. That's one of them I can really relate to. Probably the most. So that would be one of them. And I just, I, I mean, I laughed till I fucking cried. I remember we went, me and my friend Jimmy Williams, we went to see Superbad. We, we used to do this thing where we'd pay for one movie, then we'd go in and then we'd see that movie and then sneak into another, right? So it was like a two-for-one oh, yeah. deal. Oh, yeah, of course. Always. It was the usual. It was a tradition between the two of us. So we saw Superbad first, and then we went to see Rush Hour 3. And I remember Rush Hour 3 was so bad. I'm just sitting there in the theater laughing my ass off at Super at Superbad, right? <laughs> I'm still laughing at fucking Superbad. So I remember that. That was great. But my all-time best movie experience was I'm 11 years old. This is 2000, winter 2002. I My dad took me to see The Two Towers. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Uh, I remember we got there a little late, so we had to sit up at the front. I'm just, I'm sitting there. I'm this 11-year-old kid with a bag of popcorn and my fucking soda, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just, I'm looking up, watching the Battle of Helm's Deep, and I remember just going, I was, you're, you're mesmerized because you're like, people fucking made that? 
with actual practical effects. These guys are fighting monsters. These guys are fucking fighting an army of 10,000 monsters, and it's all it all feels real outside of a couple, like, you know, wide shots of CGI shit. But it's it's they brought that to life. And I remember just going, that's incredible. And they had kids fighting in that movie. Like they, they recruited children to fight because they didn't have enough guys. And I'm like, I'm 11. That scared the shit out of me. Right. So it just, there was something about that that affected me. And I just remember loving it. And it's uh, still one of my all time favorites. I will say, uh, not a big fantasy fan, but out of the Lord of the Rings movies, the twin towers is like, yeah, it is pimps. But it's are, are you not a you're not a Lord of the Rings guy? No, nah. necessarily. No. What's your take on the extent? Did you ever see the extended? Oh uh, yeah, you know I watched yeah. it all with that. Like I've seen all the. I'm more of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me ask you this, Adam. What's your take on the? Are you more of a theatrical or an extended edition guy? Really? Okay. So I will challenge you because I'm in the minority. I'm more of the theatrical cut guy. I, okay, look, fucking present, present your weapons, sir. I have fucking two microphones. Brett's drunk. We don't know where he's. We we don't know what side he's gonna take. Uh, but I I am more of a theatrical cut guy. I look. There's some really good shit in the extended editions. But it's one of those things, like as a guy who's into film, and I'm going to come off super fucking pretentious saying this. The flow is better. The flow is much better. It's one of the best edited films ever, given the amount of shit that they had to leave on the cutting room floor. Incredible pacing. But there's certain things, like even the great stuff in the extended editions, I watch that and I go, as much as people love this shit, I know why they cut it out. I know why they cut Saruman dying out. Everybody's like, they should have kept this in. Why they fucking would have tied it up? It's It really is because it fucks with the pacing. It fucks with the pacing. You already have a three and a half hour movie. You can't have any more of this fat on it. You know? Right. I, I'm like that too. I, I rewatched the extendeds last year and I thought there's some good shit in this, but I can see why they they left it out of the film. Absolutely. You know? And I've heard that exact that argument. And I, I totally respect that argument. Because the flow is better I mean there's great little Easter eggs. I mean, even going back to look at the Hobbit, some of the Easter eggs that they leave out of the theatrical cuts of Lord of the Rings that you see in the extended, you're like Oh fuck! There's the trolls that Bilbo set in stone, set to stone, right? Look, look, Mister Photos, Mister Bilbo's troll like that. That's great. That's fucking sweet. That's awesome. Little, t- that's Star Wars level, you know, fan service. So that that's cool. I like that, but I can see again, like why they cut it out of the the original movies. But um, editing's everything. I like that scene where uh, Frodo holds up the jukebox. Yeah. Outside of the window. And like, in your eyes. And like, and like that, that blonde tree. Yeah. Is just like, dad, I like him. 
I especially like the scene. Uh, I don't know. I, I especially like the scene. Stuff, man. With, it's dudes fighting over rings. Uh, okay. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Well, you like Star Wars. You like the fucking, you, you like Phantom Menace. I would Menace. fight I didn't give you over shit. a lightsaber before I fight over a piece of fucking jewelry. I would fucking strap on my mithril. I would put on my ring and I would fucking, I would get my sword and I would fight you as a Lord of the Rings character. I would love to see that at Comic-Con. Fucking Star Wars characters versus Lord of the Rings characters. This happens at every Comic Con. Just, just come. Yeah. Eventually, come there's eventually. a rumble like Anchorman style. I would love it. The Doctor Who fans no. show up and just get fucking wiped no. out. But to to add to your favorite scene of Lord of the Rings, I especially like the scene when they're in Moria, and uh, the orcs are about to break through. And Adam remembers this, where uh, Gandalf pulls out an AR-15 and says, "Hey, you want to play rough?" Say. Hawkeye! Say hello to... Yeah, he puts on a Cuban accent for some reason. He's like, Hawkeye. wait, hang on. I thought you were a Shakespearean guy. No, but... Um... <laughs> My favorite scene in Lord of the Rings is when the falcons come over the like the water and you hear... And the falcons are just dropping napalm on those Vietnamese orcs. Right. And you're just like, fuck you, Sauron. Like, that's that's my favorite fucking scene. And like the one guy's running in the ox cart and just... Yeah. That's my favorite scene in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, orcs don't surf. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Urukai don't surf. Uh no, my to top that, my favorite scene of the film is when they are at the prancing pony. When they first go to the prancing pony at Bree in in the in the town of Bree, uh where the hobbits are are out of their element now, they're out of the shire, they're they're with men and they're all intimidated and Viggo Mortensen comes up to Frodo and takes his takes. He's like, "What is, is that? A big Kahuna burger?" And he takes that, and he takes one bite, and he goes, mm, "That is a tasty burger." You read the Bible, Frodo. That's I really enjoyed that scene. I also enjoyed when um, they all get dropped off at Omaha Beach. Yeah, and, yeah. and Gandalf's like, yeah. "I'll see you on the beach." Yeah, Pippin's just on the boat. Ooh. Yeah. I, I really like when uh, Legolas, as perfect a character as he is, he takes a whole pillbox out with a flamethrower. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, we'll Gimli, get, get out! Hang on. Before before we end this, we're going to do the top 10 favorite movies. We're going to go through that. I have okay. to take a piss really quickly, so I got to pause. All right. And we are back. I just had to take a leak real quick. It was a piss break. Yeah. Yeah. Just just one more. We're talking about our favorite Lord of the Rings scenes. I love at the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring where Gandalf calls Frodo up to him and he says, hey, Frodo, just just one thing. And he, Frodo's like, what is it? Always do the right thing. And Frodo goes, what? Always do the right thing. Okay, I got it. I'm gone. That's what I like. And then later on, Frodo doesn't take his top off. I like that. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was one more that I just needed to attack on <laughs> that I thought of in the can. Whatever, I don't care if it worked. I don't care if it. Did. I don't care if it didn't. Um, okay, so like to end it off, I do want to get into give give me your top ten favorite movie. Maybe do you want to go? No, we don't have a ton of time, so just give give me your top ten favorites, and I'll do mine. Okay, well, 
first off on the list, these aren't uh, like in order, but uh, no, no, it doesn't need to be in order. Yeah, uh, Miracle Mile. Okay, I fucking love that movie. You guys probably don't know about it. Uh, I showed it to a friend of ours, Dana. Yeah, Dana. Yeah, no, yeah, she's. Not, I know about it, but Dana. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, she watched it. Blew blew her mind. Uh, great movie. Love it. The guy who directed it only did two movies. Second movie flopped, and uh, he never did movies again. Right. Because uh, one of the reasons why I love him more. Right. Uh, big fan of the movie uh, The Way of the Gun. You ever okay. seen it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I never saw it, but I know. You never yeah. seen Way of the Gun? Is that Ryan oh, Phillippe? Man, this is a movie you gotta... Yeah. You're not pronouncing it properly. It's Felipe. I know. To be fair, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Either. It's Ryan Felipe. No, it isn't. Adam's trying to say it isn't. I'm saying it is. It's Ryan Felipe. But uh, yeah, uh, great movie. Uh, the guy who do, uh, directed that also did uh, Edge of Tom Cruise. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. You know, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. Any movie that kills Tom Cruise over and over and over <laughs> is fucking good with me. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big, big Miracle Mile. Big uh, Way of the Gun. Uh, next up would, uh, oh, Terminator. What are we at, eight? What? Term- Terminator's eight? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Terminator's okay. eight. We're talking number one. We're talking uh, Michael uh, Bean. Well, yeah. Like, uh, no, yeah. no, we're talking number one, Terminator number one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, far as I'm concerned, they're they're like Terminator two is for millennials. Ah, uh, yeah, like Terminator two is for people that were born when Terminator two was not in theaters. There's an argument that can be made that it's the uh, best sequel of all time. Uh, uh, it's the greatest sequel of all time of the greatest Ar- love argu- story arguable, of all yeah. time. Because Terminator's the greatest love story of all time. Anytime people are like, let's watch a romantic movie. I'm like, let's, okay, Terminator. Let's put okay. on Terminator. He traveled through time. Yes. For her. Uh, compelling. For her. Compelling. For her. Society. Okay. Hinges on them doing it. I enjoy the movie. Okay. I enjoy the movie. This is great. I enjoy it. Story of all time. I enjoy the film. Smashing metal motherfuckers to bits. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, that is my f- favorite great. Spielberg. I'm sorry. It's not my Jaws. All right. uh, I love Jaws, but Jurassic Park is a childhood. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, Richard Donner could have molested me as a child. I love the Goonies. I okay. love the Goonies. Yeah. 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 I want to see the uh, Donner cut of the Goonies yeah. where it has like a bunch of Marlon Brando in it. Really? I didn't know about that. No, I, I, that was a Superman reference. Oh. The Donner cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I've been, the same okay. guy. Superman, well, I mean, Goonies, same movie. Same I mean, movie. the second you open your mouth, I mean, you could be a cult leader. <laughs> you could be a cult leader. I just, uh, I'll just go along with whatever you say. Uh, at the end of the day, my favorite Star Wars is still Return of the Jedi. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. The Vietnam references with the uh, Ewoks. I love it. Is, so is, is that what? The, or the, oh, yeah. The Ewoks. They're supposed to be like Viet Cong? The Viet Cong. They're totally the Viet Cong. And America is the Empire. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, no, no, George Lucas wrote it that way. 
Well, uh, something's our podcast uh, with Communist Brett. We're, we're uh, uh, unfortunately, yeah, no, no. I'm pro empire, though. I'm pro. Like, did you see what happened to the world after? The I'm empire? kind of pro empire too. You know yeah. what? It's a perfectly functioning way of life. Yeah, they wiped out the religious nuts. Yeah, these fucking hippies. Can you imagine if there was a these bunch fucking of hippies priests with laser swords? That could do yeah. mind tricks on people, make them forget stuff. Yeah. I would want the American government to wipe those fuckers out. Well, I, I think it's more not really. I, I think it's it's just supposed to be we're having fun. We're just it's a fun movie like, with stormtroopers. No, there wasn't a dick in your ass. Darth no, there Vader. wasn't a dick in my no, ass. No, but you know what? But, I will argue that they're getting rid of the religious people it, with uh, with the, the rebels, the rebellion. Yeah. But they're only replacing it. They're supplanting that with Darth Vader, who also and the Emperor, who also have those powers, right? So it's tyrannical. It's like the Soviet Union, right? It's the Soviet Union. They got rid of, they collapsed the classes, but they constructed their own police system. They police everything, right? They had their own shit. Yeah. So they just supplanted bad with more bad. Yep. No, no, no. The rebellion built the equivalency of Hoovervilles. All over the galactic <laughs> galaxy. What's Hooverville? Uh, the uh, J. Edgar Hoover. He put like people on welfare during like he was oh, trying okay. to yes. fix the depression. Right. There was Hooverbills. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, next one up. Favorite John Carpenter movie: Escape from New York. Great. Yeah. Oh, great movie. Yeah, that's oh, a t- great movie. Top five Carpenter movie. Oh, so good. Uh, greatest, one of the greatest directors of all time. He's Academy Award winner. Sure. Rocky Four, Stallone. Okay. Yeah, Rocky Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally one of my favorite movies of all time. He didn't win for Rocky Four. No, he didn't. But I'm just trying to say that he was an Academy. I mean, I'm not a huge Rocky Four. I, I like where they kind of went with it in terms of like. You like the robot? Yeah. <sighs> I, I will throw my beer in your face. <laughs> okay, well then watch the, the 2019 director's cut of Rocky IV. Stallone has removed the robot. Okay, it's not there anymore. Yeah, because it was a terrible choice. It's what? it's you have what? what you have Rocky one where it's just about a man with a dog, turtles. He's got to, he no. He like oh no. He gets the dog Rocky later. Too. He is to, okay. Jesus. Everybody does All right, this. Well, they reference Rocky. I've been and unveiled, talking about. I've Rocky been unveiled too. as a fraud. No, no, you, no. You guys that you're like Rocky one is the greatest Rocky movie. No, you you're got like, a Philly. You remember that scene where he chases the chicken? I'm like, that's Rocky. You two. got a Philly fighter. Uh, it's this, a movie about a Philly fighter. He's poor. He lives in a studio apartment. He's, 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 again, he's preparing, he's past his prime. He feels like he's past his prime, which technically in boxing after 30, you're pretty much past your prime. Oh, you're done. But again, he goes for it. He goes the distance. Meanwhile, he's trying to get his life together on the outside. He's trying to he's form a relationship. He's trying to form a relationship. <laughs> he's trying to set things right with his good friend, Polly, Polly Panino. Mm-hmm. Their last name is Panino in those movies. Oh, See, yeah. When he falls in the snow in Rocky Four. Oh. Oh. oh yeah, no, he's a fucking spaz. <laughs> uh I love the fact that in Rocky One, when the guy's heckling Rocky, he's like, Hey Rock. Mickey. Propose to No, the the driver of the mobster. He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Hey Rock. Joe Spinell. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Rock. 
proposed. He's like, take it to the zoo. Take, take it, it to, to the, the zoo. zoo yeah, yeah. Rock. Retards love the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Take it to the zoo, Rock. Retards love the zoo. And Rocky goes to hit him. But by Rocky 2, where does Rocky propose to Adrian? The fucking zoo. The I've fucking been, zoo. I've been right there. I took a You've picture been right to next to that retard yeah. zoo? I've been, I've been in the vicinity, but I've been, no, no, I've been in the zoo. I've been the, the in zoo. the fucking zoo. Right where, and they have Did a sign there. It? They have a sign there right by the tigers that said Rocky proposed here, and it has a still from the movie. Yeah, because people that, always take pictures there. Guys, I bet Alex loves the zoo. You want to know why? You want to know why he loves the zoo? Why? Because Rita's love the zoo. Okay. Well, <laughs> there you have it, guys. Again, there you have it. Again, like uh, I said in the beginning, he's going to be exposing me on my own podcast. Uh, 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 okay, keep going. All right. Fuck. Uh, uh, number two, Jeez. Uh, but no particular order. Uh, you guys ever, have you seen The War? No. Kevin Costner, The War. No. Uh, Elijah Woods, he's so little. Uh, yeah, uh, a great movie. It's uh, The movie's an analogy of the Vietnam War as little kids fight over a treehouse. Okay. Oh, it is fantastic. Here we go. Oh, the, I knew at some point they'd be fucking barking. Final movie, fucking Oliver Stone's PTSD. Oh, we got our first uh, comic. <laughs> Platoon. That's your all-time favorite film. Uh, I love me some Platoon. Yeah, Adam, you can get it if you want. Somebody can get it. I just got somebody knocking on the door here. Hey, what's going on? We just uh, we're finishing up here. We're almost done. Oh yeah, it is eight forty-two. Yeah, okay, we got to wrap. So Platoon. Yeah. The number one. We got dogs barking in the background. Stop the tune. Ah, I can hear the fucking Jesus. It's unraveling. It's unraveling. <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, eleven with a bullet. Sure. Walter Hill's Streets of Fire. Okay. Yeah. I never uh, saw Streets of Fire. You, you haven't seen Streets? No. Oh, okay. There's a couple of movies that you mentioned that I haven't seen. Uh, Warriors. Okay. Like uh, when you say Walter Hill, people know Warriors. But right. Streets of Fire is amazing. It's set. In a post-apocalyptic rock and roll wasteland. Sure. Where, like, the 50s rock and roll never went away, but we've been fighting World War III all the way to the 80s. Interesting. It's this crazy movie. It's got Rick Moranis. Uh, 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 Diane Lane. Oh, Diane Lane. Oh, yeah. she's so hot. Now. Diane Lane, yeah. Oh, so hot. Uh, you know Marian she was Ravenwood. married to Highlander, Christopher no. Lambert. No, yeah, yeah, they they were a couple. They did softcore porno. Right. Yeah, you can look it up. Huh? Okay. Yeah, it's enough. good times. That's a recommend list yeah. for you guys. Hi, hi Aaron. French. By the way, we have Aaron Cunningham yeah, here. Aaron She's Cunningham just walked here. in. Yeah, we got we're an almost Australian. Done. We got an Aussie. Cunningham. We got an outsider. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's yeah. the ten. Okay. Yeah, those are the ten. So for uh, my yeah. my ten, and then we're gonna wrap. We're 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 done. Um, okay. So for my ten honorable mentions, I got "Do the Right Thing." Great movie. "Do the Right Thing," "The Exorcist," uh, Django. Django would have made my top ten, but another Tarantino made my top ten. Django, 
Glorious Bastards, Clockwork Orange. Uh, I said The Exorcist already. I don't know. Like I'm kind of winging it with the honorable mention. So my 10, uh, number 10, Taxi Driver. Love tag. I could do a separate pod on Taxi Driver, just talking about that fucking movie and what it was. Like it was just an incredible movie. Uh, number. How old n- were you when you saw it the first time? I was 16 when I saw it the first time. So, oh, yeah. so it changed your life. I watched right? Goodfellas and Scar, and it opened a fucking door for me. Yeah. Yeah. It just. I I watched Goodfellas one summer, and then I just had to keep fucking watching. Did you become more aggressive in high school after watching it? No, like I was a pussy in high school. No, I was an introvert. I was just. I, no, I, I wasn't doing that shit. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to. But uh, so number so Taxi Driver 10, number nine, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We already talked about that. Eight, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Uh, So seven. What would seven be? Super bad. Seven was super bad. Talked about that. Uh, Six, Shawshank Redemption. Five, we'll run through them. Pulp Fiction. Four fear can make you a prisoner. Yes, hope can set you free. For for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I'm I'm putting the whole trilogy in there. I'm not breaking down each three. Ah. Whatever. Every every now, and then. my my favorites of the trilogy alternate. Sometimes I like Fellowship, Towers, Return of the King. Depends on how I'm feeling. Depends on how, what my hormones are doing. Whatever. Attack of the three orcs. three Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Fucking Parker classic. Greatest. Greatest opening any scene, greatest slight opening Vin scene. Diesel is good with me. Yeah, any movie that kills, any movie where Matt Damon lives is okay with me. Okay. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> and he, did you ever and see, he's destroyed because he lives. Did, did you ever see True Grit? Oh, yeah. Did you ever see, I was thinking about that because Matt Damon is miscast in that movie like crazy. But it reminds me of when a serious actor goes on to, because he's got the mutton chops, he's got the full thing. It reminds me of when a serious actor goes on to SNL and he's fucking, and, and they get him to do like a, like Christopher Walken with the Civil War cunnilingus yeah. thing. Yeah. They get him to do like one of those like historical things. That's what it looks like. He looks I like he's fresh out of the, the makeup room at NBC. <laughs> so Saving Private Ryan, number three. Number two, Goodfellas. Number two, Goodfellas. Fucking another one I could do a separate pot on. How and then number fun? one, Jaws. Jaws. And then we are done. We got our fucking top done. ten. We are done. Something's off podcast. Uh, my uh, comedy show I've been running for since lockdown is just about to start. Uh, anyone ever in the Toronto uh, area, you uh, you guys want to come out and see it, you're more than welcome. Right. Uh, get a hold of uh, Alex or me. Uh, you got my uh, name at the start. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, man. Uh, right. Something's off podcast. Get me uh, Instagram. Something's off Alex DeWitt. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, Pornhub, fucking all that shit. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing. OnlyFans. I'm I'm on everything. Just trying to pit myself out. Great butthole on OnlyFans. Oh, great butthole. No yeah, hair. All awesome bleached. We're, we're fucking doing it. It's okay, awesome. guys. Uh, take it easy.